And I'm Lori. And this is 80s Music Rewind, where we discuss 80s music and culture as only two friends who've been friends since the 80s. So sit back and take a listen. This is 80s Music Rewind. Rewind, my name is Ruth. And I'm Lori. And I just was talking about a real downer subject before I clicked record, and now Lori's losing her shit. So... Well, it's just funny because she comes on all like, hi, everyone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she just was talking about something that made us sad. So (laughs) that's what I do. Um, Today, we are going to talk about the um, best, hot, good, whatever, summer songs of the 1980s. Rolling Stone says 20 biggest songs of the 19 of the summer, the 1980s. We'll see about that. (laughs) But first, we're going to have detailed information about, if you hear a hum in the background, that's a fan. Sorry, people, it's hot. We're going to have detailed information about a concert that Lori just went to without me. I was invited. Sort of. She was invited. I I was invited by two people and I said no. Yes. But because I didn't want to go. And uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. The best part about the concert was that I was scrolling through my social medias and saw someone taking photos. They were at the concert and looked and saw Lori. That's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, um, Lori, tell us all about okay. it. Okay. So um, the concert that Ruth is referring to was um, Quiet Riot, Skid Row, and Warrant. Mm. And um, actually, it was... Quiet Right went first, and then it was Warrant, and then it was Skid Row. And, I mean, no one has the original whole bands Which, yeah. or lead singers, but actually they sounded really good. Now, with Quiet Riot, I didn't recognize a lot of the songs. Um, I mean, I'll admit, like, the only song I really knew was Come On, Feel the Noise, which I feel probably is their most famous song. Um, and it was good when they sang it. It was excellent. For both Warrant and Skid Row, um, I was there with... Um, a couple of moms um, I know from my daughter's dance. So they actually wanted to go up. They do have a standing room only uh, is at River Edge Park in Aurora. And they do have a standing room only section. So we went up in there. Oh, you did? You stood for Quiet Riot? Well, I went up there with, no, 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 for a warrant in Skid Row. Oh, you did? I, went, I mean, not the whole time, but we did go up there for some of the songs. And wait, there, so the standing room only area was not, had plenty of standing room? Yeah, we really? I'm, sh- I'm kind of shocked. But you could go, you know. You could it wasn't like jam packed like sardines. You could still had room to move right, if right. you needed I to. Mean, okay, that that's I mean, cool. It was busy because we're I mean, old. We don't have time for that. I mean, all right. Let's face it, everybody who was there was like at least thirty five or older. I mean, who would have even heard of these? Groups, I saw right? kids in the picture, though. Well, I did see kids in the picture. I'm talking about the majority. Okay, but uh, the people up there. Anyway, there was some characters that were interesting while we were up there but anyway um but it was really good i mean of course i love um there was a lot of warrant songs and skid row songs that i do enjoy and some of them i did forget about and i was like oh yeah i know this song and we just had a really good time Mm -hmm. um on friday do you buy a t-shirt of the performer that you don't really care about because it's part of like a scrapbook memory. Lori's shaking her head no. I'm wondering if anybody mm. else does. You make, you okay, know, your send us a message. going to get one, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. So you'll have your ticket stub, or maybe not anymore. Everything's no, I don't have a ticket stub. <clears throat> I think just take a selfie at the concert. 
and that's it, right? I don't have Take to get a, a shirt. shirt unless the shirt is super cool. But I don't need another one. Right, but why? But I'm not I mean, gonna wear I don't it. care if the shirt looks super cool. It's a still just a concert T-shirt, and if it's going to cost, we're seeing they're averaging fifty dollars. You guys, fifty dollars is something that you really don't want. That's what's intriguing to me. Take it and use it for something. I want to know. Yeah. Well, I want to know how much they are. All right, let's go on this list. Number twenty is Paula Abdul, Cold Hearted. Love this song. I do too. I guess this is a good summer song. It says, well, blah, blah, "Okay, blah, blah, but were these songs all right? Why are they chosen? Were they because they were popular in the summer? summer?" It says here, "Hit pack soundtracks of pop savvy flicks like Flashdance and Purple Rain <laughs> kept pace with the escalating box office grosses of the summer movie season. Here are the biggest summer jams from '80 to '89, dictated by peak chart positions and total length of run on the Hot 100." Okay, so these were songs that were popular during the summer. So that's yes, why. that's okay. why this yes. makes sense now. Thank you so much. Yes. Paul Abdul Coldhearted is number 20. I, I love that song. Oh, well, we talked about this because it was actually just on the countdown yeah. from 1989 yep. when we just did it. So, yeah, yep. we love it. Number 19 is John Mellencamp, Hurts So Good. Oh, so, this is. Love this song. I thought at this point it was John Cougar Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. I can't keep it straight. But. Early 80s, though. Yeah, it, early 80s. Yeah, I got to love this song. Mm-hmm. Hurts So Good is a good song. And it's so funny because, like, I obviously didn't understand what it was about when I was younger. Nope. And we've already had way, way too many conversations about yep. how we'd understand. But I mean, and because we were younger, too, like it was early 80s, I really didn't understand what the song oh, was Oh, yeah. About. See, here he is. It's a Johnny <laughs> Cougar needed to finally regain control of his career. And his name, his next album would be released as John Cougar Mellencamp. And eventually the Cougar would be dropped entirely. I still refer to him as John Cougar Mellencamp. I'd say I John Mellencamp, I think, now. I think I just do Because of Teddy. No, but I think I just do it because of, like, in the 80s, I feel like he was John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. Like, yeah. When we knew him. I just, I do it now because of Teddy Mellencamp. Oh, that's because, you know, she watches Real Housewives. I do. <clears throat> She's not on anymore. Number yes, 18. She left, yeah. She got fired. Oh. Well, that's because you, you don't watch because you don't keep up with my shows. Oh, you're not leaving this house without taking that Andrew Ridgely yeah, book. Did you get it, even get it out? No. Mm-hmm. Make a Let's make a post it. I'm mm-hmm. making a post it. Mm-hmm. You could talk about number 18 and I will. Yes. Number 18 is The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. It's, it's today's his birthday. Oh, it's Huey Lewis's birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. That's so cool. I really like Huey Lewis. I do, too. <laughs> All right, number 17 is Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. Okay. Okay, so there's a story here. Now, I just, you know what? I like the song. I I thought you liked the song. I do like the song. Overplayed. It's just, and I understand why it's on here. Overplayed. The video was overplayed. The song was overplayed. This hair in my mouth is overplayed. Me blowing my nose and hearing it. Yeah, the microphone. Overplayed. Overplayed. Our sponsors are not going to be happy with this. And right now they're going to cut to a commercial. Yes, they are. I never, just FYI for our three listeners, I don't ever know when they're going to splice in the commercials on our, I go through, I listen to the commercial, I accept it. And oh, then you they don't, put, they put it in? Yeah. Well, that makes sense because I've noticed before it's been like in weird places. I'm like. I don't put it in. <laughs> okay. I just go and I listen to, to the the commercial and decide if it's a good fit okay. or if it works and then I accept it 
and then they put it in wherever they want to put it in. And then I get my paltry cents for them playing the commercial. Your dollar. My dollar. Oh, thank you. Usually don't. Well, no. I have had, I have earned enough that now it is paid for one month hosting. So. Oh, that's good. 11 months to go. No. Hey. All right. Number 16 is, I love this song and Lori hates it. Hate it. Eurythmic. Sweet dreams are made of this. Who had a mind to disagree? (sighs) And that, this album was released in January 1983 and had three unsuccessful singles before Sweet Dreams topped the top 100 in the late summer. I don't know how they were unsuccessful. This album is a banger. You hate it so much. See, other people agreed with me. (laughs) (laughs) They did. Yes. Number 15 is Diana Ross. Upside Down. I really like this song. I do too. Do you watch... Uh, I already... Why am I asking you this question? Do you watch... Um, is it called Flipping Hollywood or Designing Hollywood? What's it called? Jeff Lewis's new show on Freebie. You're looking at me like I'm speaking Japanese. Mm-hmm. Tsukitasu. It is... He's got a... a t- you know who Jeff Lewis is? Okay, you don't even know. Who, you, did you ever watch Flipping Out on Bravo? No. Oh, my God. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, it's a good show for those who have uh, IMBD or Amazon Prime Video. It's the same thing now, but they've changed the name to Freebie. So it's three names. It's the same thing. And um, I think it's like Hollywood House Makeover. I can't remember. Sorry, Jeff Lewis. You're not listening to this anyway. But he is now working in these last two episodes on the... Uh, primary bedroom of Diana Ross's kid, Evan. Is it Evan? Ross? Oh, the one who's married to Ashley Simpson. Simpson. Yes. Yeah, and he was doing some really awesome stuff with it. So I can't wait to go back and watch the next episode that come out on Friday. Actually, cool. I like those people. Yeah. Number fourteen is what, Lori? You like the song? Yes, it's still rock and roll to me by Billy Joel. That's a good song. Man, this is really early 80s, too. I think this is like 80 or 81. Are you noticing a lot of these are like super 80, like early 80s? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. But no, this song was extremely back. popular. You know, what's funny about this song is that, you know, Ruth and I have talked about how like songs remind us of times of our lives. This reminds me of vacation when we went on vacation um, in this year. Um, I'm pretty sure is when we went out west. Um, when we when I say we went out west, my family went to Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and then we stopped at various places on the way out there. And um, we, the, I remember the song being really popular because, believe it or not, my brother actually liked it too. So we both actually liked the same song. That's shocking to me. I know it's very shocking. So that Terry actually liked something that was not Led Zeppelin. Hmm. Shocking. I know. Uh, number thirteen is Michael Cimbello, Maniac. This is an interesting tidbit that Rolling Stone has written. The then unknown singer Michael Cimbalo's wife sent Paramount Pictures a tape of Maniac, a song about a serial killer inspired by William Lustig's low-budget horror movie of the same name. As a result, the song was repurposed with a new lyric about a maniac on the dance floor for the soundtrack to the box office phenomenon of a 1983 flash dance. Do you remember going to summer camp and playing this, like, all oh, this is all we would listen to? Definitely. Uh, number 12 is Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters, a stolen song from. <clears throat> Hello? Do you know? Stolen from Huey Lewis in the News. Really? Yeah, he got sued. 
It's I want a new drug. Wait. Na 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 na. I want a new drug. Da da. Yeah. Oh. It's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can hear it. All right. I never even. Huey Lewis sued over the song similarities to I want a new drug. Yep. Yep. And he should have because it was the same dang song. But this song is like one of those songs where like every once in a while you'll hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters. And then most of the time you're like, Ghostbusters. You don't like it that much? Not the actual song. I mean, it in context, like if it's something like kitschy, like. If well, I mean, if it's Halloween time, you listen, you hear it a right, lot. Right, right. But you, I don't hear it a lot on the radio if it's not Halloween time anymore. I think I've heard it here uh, and there. Yeah. Well, because well, I mean, when he didn't, did he sing anything else? Yeah. I'm in love with oh, the other woman. Okay. All right. I have one of his albums right down here. Awesome. <laughs> Ask me how many times I play it. I know. Uh. Zero. Number 11 is an awesome, awesome song. I mean, I tell you, this is probably one of the best songs, like, or what you think about the 80s. It's Human League with Don't You Want Me. Oh, love yeah. this song. Mm-hmm. I love this so song. Good. Don't, don't you want me. I know I can't believe you. Uh, 10 is Paul McCartney coming up. Mm-hmm. Was a quirky nod to disco with Paul's voice given a helium effect with sped up tape. It was also one of the unlikely songs that motivated John Lennon to start working on music again in 1980. That's really interesting. <laughs> that whole the whole story of that. Like after watching the Beatles documentary and Apple or on Disney, which did you watch the Beatles doc? Why am I asking you these questions? I should know better by now. Unless I come in and say, guess what? I just watched this. Assume I've watched nothing. You watch Yellowstone. Like your no, dance I mom. I haven't started watching it yet. Oh, I only what are you watching? What are you watching? watching? Anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. I watch movies. Okay. Did you watch Minions? We haven't seen that one yet. No, but we've seen Jurassic World. We saw Maverick. Yeah, I saw a George Michael movie with you. Yeah, you did. No. We, oh, we didn't talk about that, did we? Or did we talk about that last episode? We that was last episode. Yes, we talked about it because we were talking about how depressing. Incredibly. Yes. Number nine is Rick Springfield with Jesse's Girl. Okay. Dang, good song. It is a very good song, but you know, as, and, and I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I think I mentioned this last time, but as I've gotten older, I realized that he tried to steal somebody else's girl. That's really not very nice. <laughs> no. He sings a whole song about how he's upset. Like, why does she like me? I'm like, dude, she's dating your best friend. This is really sus, as my daughter would say. However... It is a great song. It does real, It does kind of parlay into his acting career on General Hospital because that type of behavior would be accepted. Yes. So, mm-hmm. just he was doing a um, he was rehear he was rehearsing and researching his yes. his role. And I want you to know that um, a really good friend of mine that lives by Champagne also hates that show that he does on the 80s station. So we're not the alone in our feelings about I that show. I hate that show. Yes. You know what? I shouldn't say he I hate agrees. it. I've only listened to it once. But they copy us everywhere. They copy. every. I just went back and went through and they had copied some other stuff of ours. I got hair in my mouth. I know, I some others copied some other stuff of ours. It's like, I know you're not listening. And I know this is a coincidence. But if you are listening, feel free to give us a shout out. Mm-hmm. We're 80s music 
Rewind. And we're on all of the podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, although I never remember to post anything. 80s Music Rewind. Rick Springfield. Uh, But, you know. You can come on the show if you want. We'll talk to you about Jesse's Girl and what your motivation was. Feel free to come on. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll host you. Mm -hmm. We'll host you for a five, ten minute interview. I'm no problem. We'll ask you how you like playing Joliet. He seems to like it because he's there all the time. He's there all the freaking time. And I'm never gone. Can you like hella? It's crap. All right. Number eight. Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody who loves me. Yeah, me too. That is a great song. Great song. I just love that song. I do too. That's like the Whitney that I just love. Yep. Well, I mean, I like the 90s Whitney too. But I'm just saying that... um, The late 80s Whitney is the best Whitney uh to me. She was just finding her voice she was mm-hmm. coming out she was fresh she was new mm-hmm. it was before all the yep. stuff yep i love her <gasps> oh look what's at number seven go ahead olivia newton john with magic god i love that song i know that is from xanadu and if you have not ever seen xanadu you need to see xanadu okay it's very campy it's a horrible movie okay it let is. me just say just ignore the plot because there is none and watch the roller skating <laughs> and pay attention to the music. The it's music sh- is the best part. The music part. is the okay. only... Yellow, like, does uh, the yellow. Dr- oh, like, oh, I used to, so good. I used to listen to the Xanadu soundtrack all the time. That tape, I just played it over and over and over again. Love all the music from it. I still just remember from a couple of years ago when I was talking about Xanadu, um, this is when I had my intern, Brian, and... Um, I think the other counselor was in the office with me and I was talking about Xanadu and they had never seen it. Now, granted, another counselor is younger than me, probably by at least seven years. So um, I'm like, OK, uh, Xanadu. So I, you know, oh, play, you know, I find on YouTube the Xanadu, you know, the title song and they proceeded to ridicule me and laugh because it's them roller skating. What? In the like video. The video for Xanadu. Oh, yeah. So, and it's very cheesy because, you know, it's like, you know, very early 80s. They're roller skating, you know, bad hair, bad clothes. And I'm like, but you don't understand. Like, as a little girl, that was everything to me. I loved the movie. And and we loved roller skating, watching. No, I remember my parents took me and my mom, one of my mom's best friends, daughter, Tracy, you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. She, they... My mom and dad took me and Tracy to, we went all the way, you have to understand this people, I grew up in a small town, we only had one movie theater at the time, one one show, maybe we had two in it by then, but they took me all the way to Joliet, now this is at least a half hour car drive. Now, That's 26 miles. Nowadays, yeah. it's no big deal, like we go over to Naperville all the time to go do stuff, And but back then that was a big deal, your parents didn't do stuff like that, people who grew up in the... Kids in the 70s, you know, teens in the 80s. You know, you guys know what we're talking about. Parents did not do that. They did not cater. So for the fact that my parents took us to Joliet to the movie theater for me to see this movie because I, and I've said this a million times, I loved Olivia Newton-John, wanted to be Olivia Newton-John, so they just knew how much that meant to me. So I still remember that to this day because it meant a lot to me because they took me to the movies to see it. And I just, it's a horrible movie, but... It's, awful it's like uh, one of the worst movies you'll probably no ever see all the actors that you know what you can do is put it Kelly, on mute oh, but gene kelly is in it yeah he has gene kelly's <sighs> in it it's amazing yeah. i will tell you, you like dancing if you, if you like muted most of it like the lead actor was 
god awful. If you muted most of it, warn me next time. You almost got. Oh, geez. sorry. The lead actor was horrible, but if you muted all except for Gene Kelly and Olivia Newton-John speaking and the music, mm-hmm. you, you could do that and still get the plot of the movie and still like it. But I mean, if you just want to have like a kitschy, like fun night um, and you could just, you know, if you're a drinker, you could it's, have a couple of cocktails. It's disco. It's you know, roller disco. disco. Welcome to 1980. Mm-hmm. Okay, number six is Madonna. Papa don't preach. She's been losing sleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. And I'm surprised. Well, what's interesting is that in the little tidbit they have about this song, it says that she dropped one of the most controversial songs of her career about unplanned pregnancy. Pope John Paul II urged fans to boycott her at 1987 concerts in Italy because of this song. So because she got pregnant outside of marriage, this was bad too, right? But, you know, yeah. So they always they always have a problem with something. There's always going to be an issue yep. with something. And yeah. how dare you make a decision of your own body, about your own body? Who are you? <sighs> Number five is Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. I don't know how many times you have to hear this in freaking gym class. <laughs> we did aerobics to this, I remember. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, when Sylvester a- Stallone could not get the rights to Queens, another one bites the dust for Rocky the Three. He commissioned the band Survivor to write a theme song. How would you like it if you're just some dude from Survivor, who I believe is from Chicago? Isn't that Jim Peterick? Is that Jim Peterick? Anyway, you're like just sitting there chilling with your band. All of a sudden you get a call. Sorry. You get a call from. Anyway, how'd you like if you got a call from Sylvester Stallone that says, hey, I need you to write a song. I mean, I'd be crapping my pants twice and once over. That'd be super cool. It would be cool. But then, you know, be like, okay. But I find that very interesting that they couldn't get the rights to that one by Another one bites the dust. Interesting, but I can't picture that song in that movie. No, like you, it doesn't make sense now. Like everyone it, would always think fits. of "Eye of the Tiger." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number four is a really awful song. It's called "Tears for Fears." Called "Shout." Mm-hmm. Horrible song. Just awful. Just one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, "Shout" was one of the most <laughs> uplifting bummers of the summer of 1985. And while many assumed "Shout" was about the same primal scream therapy that inspired the band's name and their 1982 debut, "The Hurting," band leaders Kurt Smith and Roland Orzabal clarified that the song was really a call to protest. Really, no kidding. Surprise! I know they get political. Surprise! It's, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be doing a lot of shot shout shit whatever number three steve winwood roll with it baby okay i was really okay so roll with the baby the other day i was listening to i was just talking about the blend earlier and they were just they i mean talking about being on a roll they were on a roll with playing awesome songs and they played valerie by steve winwood and i'm like oh my god i love steve winwood so i looked him up and why did you do that continue on he was touring oh no, and he was touring, but oh. he just dropped out of touring and now won't be with like certain groups. He was touring. I can't remember who he was touring with. But I was like, oh, he's touring. I'm like, oh, he's not. And so now I don't know. But I mean, he would be someone I would totally love to see. He would have been good opening for Chicago. Yeah. But he's not touring. It's Brian right Wilson. And but I heard I it's like, awful. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's when we wait in line and get a t-shirt, get our... Oh, we're going back to the same place so we can bring in our own water. So yeah, bring in our own kosher. water. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just, you know. What time? Is this concert at night? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, no. It's like at 730, I think, isn't it? Oh, okay. I don't know clue. I don't know. I just know it's the It's a Sunday. It's a freaking Sunday. Does anybody know what time it is? No, I don't. I have to look it up. I know. All right. Number two. But anyway, I do love Steve Winwood. I do too. It. All right. The police with every breath you take. Every move you make. The stalker song. It's a stalker song. Yeah. But we've talked about this song ad nauseum at other podcasts. But mm-hmm. I love this song. I just think it, it is. It's a stalker song. So. And number one is Prince, When Doves Cry. We God, that like a drum roll. song. Oh, hold on. Wait, I don't have that. Well, it's... That's all I got. It's too late now. It's all, wait, hold on. We're going to start all over. Number one. It doesn't work. Hold on. Let me see if I can do it a couple times. Number one is... There you go. Oh, this is interesting. So, obviously, well, not everybody probably knows this, but it's from the Purple Rain soundtrack, which is a, one of the best soundtracks ever. But um, what's interesting about this is that um, because the song company scenes of the kids' romance with Apollonia, um, people just assumed it's about Apollonia, but it's not. Actually, it was about Prince's relationship with other members of Apollonia 6, another member, Susan Moonsey, that inspired the song. I did not know that. I just assumed it was Apollonia as well. Are you going to go see the Prince exhibit? Exhibit? Oh, yeah, there is a Prince exhibit. Yeah, they have, like, sale on tickets. We should go. That would be so I need fun. to look it. I need to look it up and see. See, and then we can take me. pictures. And then maybe we could post them on our webpage that we don't ever do anything with. Yeah. That would be fun. That'd be a good, good thing to do. We'll have yes. to look that up. We'll look that up, too. We'll, okay, yes. These are things we have to do offline. You guys don't care about this stuff. I know. I mean, really. Right. But no, but that was... Um, but if I could go back up to um, the Steve Winwood thing. Oh, roll with it. Yes. So that's an awesome song. But I love Steve Winwood, and I never realized like how many Steve Winwood songs I actually liked. And how, that was like, a good how concert. Back his catalog. Yeah. That was a good concert when I went in '88 or whatever. It was I, a good concert. I heard like one of the songs. I have a Steve Winwood sweatshirt from that concert. Like I still a, wear it. It's got a weird title to it. Some about diver. Is the word diver in it? Diver verticulitis? No. <laughs> I do have that. But <laughs> it's diverticulitis. That is the best name for a band ever. Diverticulitis. Who are you going to go see? Diverticulitis. What's up with you? Going to go get some diverticulitis. So we're going to check out diverticulitis. But it's like something diver is in the title. And I'm like... When I first saw it come on, I was like, oh, what song is this? Because I knew it was older Steve Winwood song. And I was like, oh, it's probably something I don't know. And I was like, oh, actually, I really like this song. I just never probably knew what the title was. And you saw that on the blend? Yes. That's actually a good station. I really like it. Ark of a Diver? Yes. Ark of a Diver. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a really good song. I'm like, oh, I remember that song from back in the day. All right. So that was the Rolling Stones list of 20. 20 biggest songs of the summer from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. I could think of some more they could have added, but I don't know how I would figure that out based on this criteria. So we'll just table that for another day. Exactly. We'll make another list next summer, probably. Sounds good. So stay tuned for uh, future episodes in which we Ruth rewatches Stranger Things season one and talks about the soundtrack with Lori, who's never seen Stranger Things. And then she has to subject herself um, to season actually, two. Actually, I see bits and pieces of it because people in my house watch it. And so, and they've been like, you know, binge watching it. And so I catch 
a lot of it. Okay. And so I, I kind of have an idea of what, what goes on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So season one, I'm going to rescan and get the songs down. We could talk about that. And then I got to go finish season two because honestly, I watched the first episode of season two and I hated it so much. I was like, never again. But my kids are really on my butt about it. Um, season three, didn't watch that. Season four, season four and a half. I got to watch so all So is those. there just like one generic soundtrack that covers like all no. of the seasons so far? Is Everything's there a soundtrack different. for every season? Soundtrack for every season. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I will go through that. And it's all 80s stuff. Most of it. There's some stuff in there. It's not from the 80s, but... Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that and that'll be in future podcasts and then whatever else we think about yep anyway thanks so much for listening we'll Goodbye. talk to you later you've been listening to 80s Music Rewind with Ruth and Lori make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter 